This episode is in partnership with Roomvo. Roomvo is the number one room visualization tool used by manufacturers, retailers across the globe. To find out more information, visit get.roomvo.com. Welcome, Tim, to the UK Flooring Podcast. First question, who's Tim Green? Uh, thanks for having me on, Tom. Nice to meet you, eventually. <laughs> Long story short, I'm a floor layer by trade, uh, time served qualified floor layer. Been in the trade 21 years. Uh, my current role is I'm working for F-Ball and Company. Uh, I'm the head of training at F-Ball. Uh, I'll get onto my actual role shortly, but ultimately my background starting from the start. Uh, so 21 years ago, did three-year apprenticeship at the City and Guilds and BQ at college and block release. As you can tell from my accent, I'm from Lancashire. So yeah. I was lucky that very few colleges, even now even less colleges, deliver flooring apprenticeships and flooring programs. But there's a college, Jackmanton and Rosnell College, that was pretty much on my doorstep. So right place, right time. Uh, started going to college, block release. As I say, I did three years whilst working for two different firms. Uh, one of the firms being quite a large outfit in the Northwest, had about 60 installers. Right. They were new, build commercial and domestic. I worked all three, uh, right. predominantly domestic, uh, but again, I've fitting-wise carpets. I call carpet fitters fluff tuggers. So <laughs> I've been a fluff tugger, done commercial and domestic carpet, direct stick, double stick, stretch fit. Yeah. Uh, done your cushion floors, your commercial vinyl, cap and cove, wet rooms, obviously sit on setting, skirting, etc. And then with the way things are progressing and things are changing with the trade, LVT. So again, I've done a bit of wood and laminate, but a lot of LVT in more recent years. So, yeah, I was fitting for a few years and then the opportunity came up to start teaching part-time at the same college that I used to be a student. So they needed a part-time tutor and my apprentice at the time was undertaking his apprenticeship. Uh, and they'd heard about me. I'd like to think I'm a decent floor layer and I've got the right values and what have you. So, like I say, right place, right time. Started teaching two days a week and then right. self-employed the other three days. And as a 22-year-old... I thought I were in a fortunate position and earning decent money because this trade can pay good money, obviously, but the teaching uh, package wasn't too bad either. Yeah. And I sort of fell in love with teaching. So I've taught apprentices, obviously, over the years, but I love teaching. And only a matter of months later, the full-time position came up. Anyway, me and three chaps went for it. I did uh, doubt myself because of my age. The One of the chaps was in his 40s. The other two chaps were 50, 60 years of age. Yeah. And there was me, a 22-year-old with less experience, but ended up getting the job. And uh, ultimately, it's not the uh, number of years you've got. It's the quality, I do believe. Yeah. And I still believe that now. So, yeah, again, I taught for six years, uh, full-time, 11 weeks holidays. So in my holidays, I ran my business along the side of it. So in my holidays, I was fitting more often than not. So it was up-to-date trade knowledge. I'm still a massive believer in that, and I'm proud to say I've got up-to-date trade knowledge. So there's no point training people and saying, yeah, I used to fit 35 years ago. Do you know what I mean? So like I say, I'm quite proud to say that, yeah, yeah. I know what people come across. I know what installers come across uh, even now in 2023. Uh, whilst I was at college teaching, I also did my teaching degree. So I did night school via Uddersfield University. Uh, so I'm a qualified teacher, got my assessor qualifications as well, so qualified assessor. And uh, like I said, after six years, uh, there was an incident, which I won't go into, uh, with a student, a naughty student, but 
I fell out of love with further education because further education is uh, cut after cut, as I'm sure we all know. Yeah. And it was about the finances. And I, I really, I'm passionate about the trade. Uh, okay. So I thought, stuff it. I'm going back on Tibbles full time. So right. I got in my Mercedes Vito van and went back on Tibbles. And after only two weeks, uh, who was then my boss, it turned out to be my boss, the international technical manager at Polyflow rang me okay. uh, saying, we've got an opportunity coming up, I've heard your name. Uh, our chap is retiring after 16 years of delivering training courses at Polyfloor. Do you fancy it? I said, well, I've just been teaching for six years. I've just gone back on tools. I enjoy being on my knees, fitting floors. It's probably not the right time for me. And he got in contact with me again and said, are you sure you don't fancy it? It's a good opportunity. So I thought, again, if I don't take it, somebody else takes it. Yeah. So I had a chat, had an interview, and uh, started at Polyfloor after nine months. So, again, I worked at Polyfloor, part of the James Olstead group, uh, Manchester Bay. So, again, 15, 20 miles from me. So, yeah. geographically, it worked for me. And I was part of the technical team, but ultimately, I headed up the training division. So, they had the training academy. Uh, I put my two pennies into it. Over the six years, I was there, changed the course content. So, originally, it was, uh, I think, a two-day LVT course and a three- and a four-day commercial sheet vinyl course. Yeah. Uh, I changed the content, what I believe the trade needed, and put a couple of different levels of LVT in there, i.e. basic and advanced. Yeah. And also, I did some uh, bespoke cap and cove courses, teaching people wet room floors, etc., as well as doing... Uh, some repair courses for some maintenance lads. But what I found whilst I was there is there were a lot of people I was in the association contacting us saying, can I get my my lad or my lady on it uh, on a three or a four day course and then they can fit wet room floors? Well, it's not as easy as that. Yeah. The one downside to this trade, I believe, is that uh, people disrespect this trade and they think they can pick up a knife and fit a carpet or fit a floor. And like I said, it takes years. It takes absolutely years of experience to get under your belt to do it correctly. So... Again, although we would have people like that in, we would explain. We'd sort of police the people coming in and rolling on courses and let them know what they're actually signing up for. So as well as training people day in, day out, I'd also do some on-site stuff, part of the technical team. I did quite a bit of travelling abroad. And again, large company, good manufacturer. I can't disrespect them. But this job at F-Ball came up about 18 months ago, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, again, being a floor layer, Every floor layer in the UK knows the yellow buckets. I've always, I'll be dead honest with you, I've used uh, F-Ball as well as one of our large competitors, probably 90% of the time between the two as a floor layer. The other 10% I've used just about everybody else's, but I always found that F-Ball and this competitor of ours were always the better quality products, reasonably priced, readily available, but also you get the support package, training, technical support, site support. So when this job came up, I felt it was too good an opportunity to go for it, really. I didn't want to miss it, so I thought I'd better go for it. Yeah. And again, just like Polyfloor, four of us went for it, and luckily I was the, the gent that got it. You got it. So I started November 21, so I've been here 14 months, yeah. and my God, has it flown by. It really has flown. Uh, so like I say, here now, head of training. We've got a training centre that we've had since 2009, uh, we had a chap that delivered training and is sort of semi-retired. Technical team used to support that, but I've come in and just put in my heart and soul into it, really. Uh, and three to four, usually the latter, four days a week, I'm delivering training courses 
at F Balls Centre of Excellence in Cheddleton in Staffordshire. Right. So that's all I do. I train people day in, day out. Unlike when I taught at college, everyone wants to be here at F Ball. People yeah. come on a course. Usually they book it themselves, but it could be somebody in the office booking them on it or their gaffer. But they're coming on a course wanting to learn. As we spoke about earlier, Tom, some people think they know everything. That's when you're knackered, in my opinion. Absolutely. As long as you're actually willing to believe that every day is a school day, then you'll always learn something. And touch wood, when people come in here, they enjoy, they learn, and we get many, many people through the door. So for the uninitiated, who is F Ball as a company in your eyes? Because you know, because the reason why I ask is I might be completely wrong, but the carpet, the LVT, the Captain Cove, and everything industry is kind of like one section, but then the wood and the sanding is kind of another ish. If that makes sense. Yep. So the F Ball name, in my opinion, and isn't put about in the wood industry as much. So for my selfish view. Yeah, give me F ball in a in a few sentences. Uh, I'll agree with you. Like you say, carpet fitters. Uh, like I say, most people in the UK in the, in the flooring trade have come across them, but probably carpet fitters and like you say, wood fitters probably less familiar. But then any any guys or ladies that install resilient floor coverings, do you know what I mean? It's it's one of the first names to think of. So to answer your question, uh, we're a UK family owned manufacturer. Uh, we're still we've got one owner Mr Jeffrey Ball who's the sole owner right. uh, we're not on the stock exchange market or anything like that we haven't got people with shares in the company so it's just one man uh, his family that own the, the company we're 137 years old right. so we're pretty well established Yeah. Uh, we started off uh, back in 1886 before my time but we started off down in London making adhesives and dyes for the leather shoe industry okay so that's what we did down in London. And then with the Second World War, basically the products were solvented, so they were hazardous. So with the Second World War, we got told to get out of London for a serious, obviously, fire hazard, yeah. uh, fire risk. So we ended up, uh, I think randomly, we ended up uh, relocating to Leak in Staffordshire. So it's only about three miles north of where we are now. Uh, so we ended up... Uh, sourcing an old garage like service station so all our products could be stored underground so right. it's a little bit safer uh, and then ultimately we outgrew that site so we ended up uh, finding this site in 1989 uh, we did quite a lot of work to it <laughs> funnily enough genuinely i've just been looking at some old photos with one of my colleagues about an hour ago yeah. and some of the images are just fantastic to see as to what it used to look like to present day yeah but yeah we, we ended up actually relocating fully i think in 1992 uh, it was so just over 30 years we've been on this existing site in cheddleton in staffordshire uh, and ultimately 95 percent of what we manufacture is manufactured on this site Brilliant. every single smoothing compound yeah. uh, is made on this site all the water based adhesives uh, made on this site, as are a lot of the primers. We just have one other site in Corby, in Northamptonshire, where we make some of the uh, sort of like silane terminated adhesives, which you'd be more probably familiar with with MS polymer adhesives. Yeah. Uh, but as I say, to, to answer your question, we are the UK's leading adhesive manufacturer. Yellow drums, yeah. yellow tubs of adhesive, F3, F44, F60, uh, are probably of big sellers or most well known for. Yeah. Uh, the first adhesive we brought out in the flooring trade was actually in 1936. So, again, we've been 
chucking adhesives out there for quite a while. The first smoothing compound, because we also make compounds, smoothing underlayments, uh, was in the early 60s. So again, we've been doing that for a while. Okay. Uh, but we have quite a large proportion of the UK market when it comes to adhesives. And we hold our own when it comes to the other products, uh, such as compounds, primers, DPMs. We do have a, a presence with the export market. We've got a base in the Netherlands and a base in Singapore. Right. Um, we have a couple of export managers in their team that obviously basically travel the world and sell. We're not the biggest in the right. export market, but in all honesty, we can't grow too much in the UK because we, we've, we've got a lot of it. We're sending arrogance. So we have to, we can't be complacent because we need to keep moving forward. We need to sustain that business. Uh, but so the, the growth we've been showing recently and hopefully continue to do so will be the export market. Yeah. Uh, but like I say, without compromising what we've got in the UK, we'll still carry on building and keeping that. No, I definitely know. Definitely, I've learned something um, straight away that I didn't realise that it was made here, distributed here, trained here. Obviously, I've, I've, yeah. you know, I've personally, you know, I've seen the buckets, I've seen the colours. You know, as you said, it's it's very yeah. present in the market. Not so much in the in the wood, maybe, but um, but definitely in the other. But yeah, I find it really interesting. It's all. I, I mean, that's. And Sorry to interject there, but that's the, that's a big thing that we're proud of. Like I say, we're a British family-run company, and yeah. it is all manufactured in the UK. Uh, literally, I was in Australia and New Zealand in July or August delivering some training courses, wow. and all the products were manufactured on this site here, uh, Cheddleton in Staffordshire, yeah. and sent over to Australia and New Zealand. And we can still be competitive as well, obviously. There are other manufacturers that ship it to places like that or even manufacture it locally. But as I say, we can still uh, we can still compete, and we yeah. have to compete because it's a competitive market, obviously. But we won't compromise on the quality. Oh. So that probably brings me on to my next question, which would be excluding the price of raw materials. What's the biggest challenge in the flooring industry right now, in your opinion? Because you might say, uh, I was thinking you might say raw materials, because <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've had those challenges in the last eighteen months. We have. I mean, obviously, I'm not directly involved with the purchasing and sourcing of those things, but we have, like any manufacturer, we've we've had some challenges, shall we say. Uh, but again, being so well-established, we've got decent suppliers, uh, well-established relationships. But in my opinion, with what I do day-to-day, I would say the lack of, firstly, the lack of respect for the trade, like I say, the amount of people that pick up a knife and yeah. think they can fit a carpet, fit a piece of vinyl, pick up a trowel, think they can put down a screed or a compound, and they're absolutely clueless. Uh, obviously, there are some very good floor layers out there, but like I say, people that disrespect the trade, which then sort of links in nicely too, I think my bugbear is, or my reason why I'm in this role, is the lack of training. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's getting more and more popular, People are investing in themselves. There's getting more training centres being set up, yeah. uh, but still nowhere near enough. We need to we need to keep doing it. I mean, it just shows with this place. We uh, we trained. I did have some assistance from our technical services team, but ultimately I deliver the the lion's share of the training courses, and I trained six hundred odd people last year. Wow! So quite a few people. So your training course is free. Give us an overview of them. What what are the training courses? What what are people going to learn by coming to see you? You're going to make me sound like a salesman now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm interested, yeah, generally interested. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I wouldn't be in a job if people didn't come to the training courses. But uh, yes, to answer your question, all of our training courses are free of charge. We do not charge for a single training course. Mr. Jeffrey Ball, the main man himself, won't let us charge because he's a big believer if someone, whoever it is, male, female, indifferent, and they're coming on a one-day, two-day, three-day course, they're investing in themselves. They're not earning that day or days. They're having to travel up or down to us, possibly pay hotel costs and obviously expenses. So there's already a huge commitment from that individual or that company. So he doesn't want to then start charging them one, two, five hundred pounds, whatever it may be. And I do. I'm in agreement, obviously. The downside of that is because they're free, sometimes we get no shows. We do well with it. Honestly, the percentage is high of attendance, uh, but that's something we just need to control. So I will say, if anybody's thinking about booking on the course and attending, please make sure you attend or give us notice if you want to cancel. Uh, I've seen a lot of um, free courses where you pay 99 quid um, and then you get refunded the minute you turn up. And it's a bit uncomfortable because you think, so you want me to pay you 100 quid or 50 quid or whatever it is, but then that eradicates the no-shows. It does. It's kind of a a weird situation where you're giving someone money and then you're like, you've got a promise that you'll get it back, but with it being a big company and everything, you know, it's, that's the way it is. But I definitely think yeah. that's, um, I've seen that work in the past and it, I agree, free does get you the North Shores. Exactly. I mean, it's something we have thought about and I've took it to the board of directors uh, in the sense that could we maybe charge a minimal fee, 50 quid, 100 quid, and then like you say, maybe give it them back or give it them back in product or tools or something like that. Yeah. But like I said, as it stands... The man himself, Mr. Jeffrey Ball, is adamant that they're free. And like I said, I can't disagree. We just need to manage it correctly to make sure. I mean, at the end of the day, the tra- the training facility, uh, my salary, the, the the rec coming up to support it, the, the marketing team supporting it, the lunches provided, there's a huge financial commitment there for us. So last thing we want is have a dozen people booked on a course and two people turn up. Absolutely. Although we're, we appreciate the two people turning up, it's still not efficient, is it? No. And we're running a business at the end of the day. We can't be chucking money away like that. So, so yeah, like I say, we do, we do very well with the training courses. The training courses we currently offer, we do five different training courses. Uh, the first one is a one-day subfloor preparation course. Yes. So, obviously, a little bit about F-Ball. We'll start off with subfloor identification because it's important that installers know what they're going on top of. So we'll, we'll go through a lot of different substrates, talk about concrete, magnesite, asphalt, floorboards, etc. Show samples. Again, we'll, we'll, with my experience, I can say I've been there, I've done that, and I'll hold my hands up when I've made mistakes. And then we move on to moisture. So again, my background as a flooring installer, previously working for a PVC manufacturer and now working for a subfloor prep manufacturer, moisture is always the number one issue. As you know, like you say, in the timber game, moisture is a massive... <laughs> massive pain so again we we run through obviously signs of moisture the implications of moisture and then obviously demonstrate how to moisture test with various bits of equipment including the f-ball digital hygrometer which we actually give out free of charge we put our money where our mouth is we give a 150 pound digital hygrometer out to every single attendee because we believe if we're giving them the tool that works it meets british standards then nobody wants a failure so they're going to save us work, save them work, save our reps work. Uh, we also obviously control the moisture. Should we show our different products for controlling moisture, our liquid DPMs? Uh, we then move on to primers, smoothing compounds. So everything's demonstration-led. I'll mix and apply products, but they'll also have a go. Uh, and then we'll just finish off with adhesives. So that's the first day. The second day is a similar – sorry, 
that's the one-day course. We also do a two-day course. So I tend to say that same to people less experienced, so they want a little bit more time because yeah. the one-day course is sort of 100 mile an hour. So the two-day course gives them more time, but also we show some extra products, as okay. in some more niche products. Uh, we show them some like deep fill systems and things like that, and as well as some additional adhesives. Uh, so they're the two subfloor prep courses that we do. We also, relatively recently, since start of last year, we started running LVT courses, luxury vinyl tile courses. So again, with my background previously working for a PVC manufacturer, I've got the skill set to do that. So again, the, the first day is subfloor prep. And then the second and the third day, we'll show people how to obviously handle and store the products. We'll talk about conditioning, underfloor eating systems, et cetera. Yeah. But then we'll show people how to set out areas for tiles and planks, show them how to backmark, how to scribe in some straight lab work, diagonal work. We'll do some border work and show them how to mitre the corners properly, design strips, and also we'll finish off with herringbone, how to set out herringbone, how to scribe it in. Right. And again, it's all free of charge. Right. Again, I'm a big believer of, if you work with a certain manufacturer's product, then go direct to that manufacturer for training. Yeah. So I'm not saying our courses are in place of a, a polyfluor course, a Carndine course, an Amtico course. They're not in place of, they're in addition to. Right, okay. Uh, so, so we do that. So this is a long version, Tom, sorry. <laughs> we also do, a, which we started off in May last year, we do a three-day sheet vinyl course. And that's, all, that's actually in conjunction with Altro. Okay. So one of the technical guys from Altro comes in. Again, the first day is subfloor prep with me. And the second and the third day, uh, the technical guys from Altro are showing them how to template, scribe, uh, divider work, whatever it may be, on their sheet vinyls, yeah. her seams, and also a bit of cap and core. So they'll do some hot welding. And obviously, they'll be bonding the floor covering down with F-ball adhesive. So that's good for like commercial lads or getting into commercial. Yeah. And once again, that's, that's like a hook to get people on an Altro course because at Altro, the courses they deliver are either wall covering courses or cap and cove site form courses. So ours is slightly different with the hope of people enjoy it here. Then they'll go to Altro and undertake a more extensive course. Yeah. Then finally, we do a four-day apprenticeship course wow. aimed at people new to the trade, Yeah. regardless of age. They could be 55 years of age and they decided to have a change of career or it could be a 16-year-old. And we do a four-day course, and again, literally brand new this year. Uh, we've collaborated with Polyfloor this time. Okay. So the first two days are subfloor prep with us, and the second two days are installation of various Polyfloor products. Okay. Uh, we're actually alternating that. So two are delivered here at Cheddleton at our Centre of Excellence, and two are delivered at Polyfloor's Training Academy in Manchester. Right. So ge geographically, that could work out quite well for interested parties yeah and as i say all five of those courses are free right it's amazing that's uh yeah. so what else have you got planned for this year or is that that the, the course you've just mentioned is that the new thing or is there anything else on this year's game plan to bring out uh yes uh there's no secrets i'm quite an open book uh first and foremost like you say that the polyfloor collaboration is new and it's something that we're excited to do what I will say, I'll put it on record as well. We work alongside other manufacturers as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just a case of having the the right times fitting in, and obviously the the personnel to deliver the training. Uh, again, yeah. I'm I'm going over to Ireland later this month, collaborating with Joe Flo and Tarquette. 
So it's not, it's a level playing field for everyone, basically. We're not being biased towards anyone. But yeah, the new apprenticeship course with Polyflow we're looking forward to. What we're hoping to do uh, is it's not quite over the line yet. So I won't mention the company, but one of the well-known uh, mechanical prep companies, uh, we're hoping to collaborate with them and deliver some training courses either at their place or our place showing people how to prepare substrates with the obviously mechanical equipment whether that's grinding scabbling shot blasting whatever it may be so that's quite an exciting thing again and hopefully that will be free of charge as well yeah because that's what we do uh, so that we'll do them probably second probably the second half of the year and then probably the the biggest change and this isn't an advert, by the way, but the biggest change is we're actually in the midst of uh, trying uh, or doing so, recruiting for an additional trainer. Okay. As I said already, there's just me heading up the training division with some extra resources that we can call upon. Yeah. Uh, but we are uh, trying to get another instructor in, basically. Yeah. So we're trying to get somebody that's got floor laying experience yeah ideally a bit of training experience but as you probably know yourself that's quite a niche thing really so uh so yeah once we get somebody else in the successful candidate it's an exciting role there'll basically be two of us so, so many many more many there. more successful training courses are on the horizon yeah so someone on this podcast might be listening thinking oh I fancy a change. Twenty absolutely. Like genuinely, I don't want to sound like a salesman, but on the website, on the F ball website, there's a, there's a bit of a job description there. If anybody did want to inquire about the the role, they'd be welcome to do so. Yeah, class. Um, so I'm clear. Um, have you got adhesives for wood? We do. Yes. Uh, we don't have too many. <laughs> Pardon. When's the training coming for the wood boys? Well, you're quite right. Again, we, we deal with a couple of wood manufacturers. Uh, we've been in talks with them to deliver some bespoke uh, wood training courses. Yeah. So yeah. There, there is one that's booked in actually with somebody, but okay. it's more of a custom thing because with respect to the wood trade, obviously it's not quite as big as the textile resilient trade. So ultimately that's supply on demand. So again, if there's any wood boys out there that want some training, Providing, again, all our training courses are free of charge, but yeah. it's got to be relevant to them. So if they're already using F4 products or looking to use F4 products, get in contact with us and we'll obviously deliver the subfloor prep training alongside the adhesives that we actually manufacture. So would you put on a, like if you had six guys that were wood, would you put on like a, a inverted yep. commas, bespoke course, subfloor, yep, DBMs, and then just different adhesives? and yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no problem at all. The two things are first and foremost is time. So yeah. uh, I'm not going to lie to you. We're getting the violin out. We're, we're busy. Uh, so as long as we can fit a, a relevant date in there, then yes. And then the other thing, as I've said already, is it needs to be relevant. So as long as the ref ball users are looking to be F ball users, we'll yeah. supply good quality training courses free of charge. Brilliant. Perfect. Um, so as flooring as a general, and when you were back on the tools, what is your go-to favourite floor and what is fitted in your house? And did you fit it? We're talking floor coverings. Co yeah. Floor coverings, yes. Uh, I like a bit of fluff in the bedroom yeah. and even on the stairs, to be honest with you. Uh, so I've got some jacaranda in my bedroom, actually, yeah. uh, which I've got a good price because it's decent, it's expensive gear. But on the stairs and landing, I've got some nice... Uh, 100% wool loop pal, stripy carpet. Yeah. 
Uh, I think everywhere else, uh, no, in one of the other bedrooms, I've got some Cormor sensations, but everywhere else is LVTs everywhere. Right. So I've got a mixture of LVTs, literally. I've got some Antico, some Corindine, some Polyfloor. Yeah, I think bit, bit left over from training days. Is it- no, 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 I wish it were. <laughs> I wish it were. Although I got a good deal on the striker carpet in fairness a few years ago. But LVTs is my is my floor of choice. I think it's such a versatile floor covering. You yeah. can do whatever design you want. Obviously, you can make it simple. You can make it quite intricate. Every job is different. If you damage a plank or a tile, you can easily replace one. Yeah. It's warm underfoot. Uh, depending on what you're getting, obviously it's reasonably competitively priced, but like, yeah. the, the options are endless. No, I went out on a um, LVT job the other week. Um, just for a friend had asked me to do uh, facilitate it, let's say. So I acquired the uh, the material and acquired the fitter through obviously the network, and just yeah. popped into site. And I'm like. This is just a whole different trade. But <laughs> I was like, obviously, he screened it, but it was a bit thinner than than you would like do maybe on a wood. It, was, it wasn't fiber-based. And then he's going up and down with his roller, and I'm thinking, and he set it out in the middle of the room, not from the edge of the room. And I'm like, yeah, I've I've, I've learned something today. I've uh, yeah. you know, I've I've, I've he did it. Uh, well, I've, ne- I've never done LVT myself. Never done carpet. Um, last time I cut carpet, I cut with a bread knife under the stairs uh, because because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a standing knife. But uh, but what I want ask you to send me a picture of that then. No, no, don't don't even. Yeah, yeah, it was it was where the dog slept. So it was literally near enough the dog kennel, uh, but it was under the stairs in my first house. Uh, but that's the only time I've actually had contact with a sharp implement and some fluff. Uh, so, but but uh, I found it really interesting, like hundred square meters of LVT and all carpets and. Even I give him a lift up the stairs with um, this bedroom carpet. It was like seven metres by something. I'm like, I don't even understand how you get this up the stairs. Like, this is like, normally I've got a pack of wood on me on my shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's still 60 kilos or whatever. But, uh, yeah, um, I found that entertaining, getting a six-metre carpet up some stairs. That that was an eye-opening. Uh, There's some guy as well. It's unbelievable. I mean, I've been on in the past days. It's pretty physical carrying oh, yeah. carpets up the second, third, fourth floor. Yeah, and then I think the biggest one from memory I've had. I usually tell guys on courses because, again, I try and obviously interact with and tell them my experiences and things like that, uh, build a rapport with them. But uh, quite a few years ago, we had a bespoke carpet from Bronte Carpets, really thick, heavy stuff. Must have been sixty, probably even eighty ounce. But from memory, I think by seven meters so we had to hire a special vehicle to get it to site and it was on the second floor so it took a load of us to get it up and that that was a job and a half honestly so i'm saying when it comes to uh, any installation work i do nowadays i'd I'd much rather carry a a box of luxury vinyl tiles in that maybe weighs 12 or 15 kilograms rather than obviously that humongous monstrous carpet yeah no i get it so um, before we go into the quick fire round, um, I'm probably going to end a little bit. Well, it's not negative, but it's interesting. What, in your experience, do you think is the biggest mistake you have made, either on site or training? Um, and what would you not do again? Honestly, sir, I don't think I made any catastrophic mistakes. Certainly not business wise, because I've not, it's always been a modest setup business wise. So I've not made any huge mistakes in that sense. Yeah. But I think we've all made mistakes on jobs. I've measured, I remember doing a nursing home, used me uh 
use my laser measure to measure a few areas uh, in a nursing home full of residents. Somehow it didn't quite hit the wall, which I thought it had. Turned up to site a few weeks later with these rather large rolls of gel back carpet to install in an evening. Yeah. And they were a metre short. So <laughs> we have to put a few coins in them. Uh, and we're just about to have enough carpet. But as I say, it did it. It, we lost a bit of time, but it was nothing major. Uh, I measured a few, made a few mistakes, but again, that's how you learn from your mistakes, don't you? By getting over those Absolutely. problems. Again, touch wood. Training-wise, I, I don't think I've made many cock-ups. I did a training course in India a few wow. years ago, in Bangalore, in India. Uh, I think there were 24 guys on it, half spoke English, half didn't. Yeah. Uh, and I was showing them how to use a certain tucking tool when we're doing some site form for the internals. And I'm always quite conscious of health and safety, obviously, and what have you. Again, generally, I don't cut myself whether, whether I'm training or fitting. If yeah. I do, I go for a phase. If I cut myself on a Monday, I'll cut myself on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. <laughs> but anyway, 20, like 24 guys around me. I think that will be recorded as well. And I ended up cutting myself with the tool. And it wasn't was nothing major. But I look like a right plonker. <laughs> but, again, like I said, I'm, I'm quite proud to say that the, they're the biggest mistakes I've made, and it's not too bad, is it? No, you've done all right. You've done all right. Um, so we're going to go into the quick fire round just so people can get to know uh, who Tim is and, you know, maybe take the piss if they come and do some training with you. <laughs> so first yep. one, um, Five Guys, Domino's or Burger King and why? Which one? I'd say... Five guys. I've genuinely only had it once, but it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Expensive, but amazing. It's what? Uh, very expensive, but amazing. You get what you pay for, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, five uh, guys. And sunbathing or skiing? Uh, I've done both, but usually more sunbathing than skiing. So I'd have to say sunbathing. Uh, because I do like actually unwinding on holiday when I can after uh, obviously a few busy weeks or months of wine or beer, definitely beer. If anybody knows me is listening to this, definitely beer. <laughs> yeah, and straight planks or herringbone. Uh, if it was down to business, yeah. uh, you can chuck a lot more straight laid plank down than and, and make decent money. So when it comes to actually, like I say, this monetary side of things. Straight lay blank, but if it was my home, herringbone. If you won ten million on the lottery tonight, what are the first five things you're gonna buy? You mean when I win the lottery? When you <laughs> when, when you win ten million? Yeah, absolutely. First five things. Yeah, I've thought about this. I do put the lottery on on a weekly basis. The first thing I would do is I would take all my close family and friends on a fantastic holiday so yep. I'll pay for a decent holiday uh, the second thing I think I would have to invest in a, a couple of nice cars I'm not really into my motors but I do like driving so technically I don't know about them but I like driving nice vehicles yeah so a couple of nice cars uh I'd probably I'd probably give a, a decent proportion to charity very sounding like a do-gooder but I would give some to charity and I've got a couple of charities in. I would again I'd probably uh Go to favour with some people here, yeah, but I'd probably invest in Burnley Football Club because that's my team of choice. Yeah. Uh, and finally, probably have to be property. And what would be the two cars you'd buy? What would be the As I daily? Say, and what would be what would be the daily and what would be the garage warrior? As I say, I'm not massively into my cars, so but I'd probably have something fancy like an Aston Martin. Yeah. Uh, that, that I'd enjoy. 
Don't ask me what model of. But my daily would probably be a nice Mercedes. Right. And so the final thing, Tim, where can everyone find you and how do they book or how do they find out more information? What's the next step for someone interested about F-Ball? Yeah, so uh, I don't really do social media. The only social media platform I is LinkedIn. So if they want to engage with me, they can add me on LinkedIn. Uh, from an F-Ball point of view, uh, ultimately the bookings go via our marketing team. We've got a lovely lady called Stephanie who deals with the, the admin side of things. So if they want to book on a course, they either speak to the F-Ball technical representative. Yeah. We've got 14 of them up and down the country, as well as some retail reps. Go onto the website. There'll be a section saying training courses. They can log their interest there. Or they can simply uh, email F-Ball, so it's training at f-ball.co.uk and finally we've already said already that's pretty prevalent so not with myself but with F-Ball if they want to add us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn they can inquire at training courses via us for me platform. Well thank you very much Tim for coming on the podcast uh, I've enjoyed this one, it's been great to have you on If you'd like to find out more information about what we do you can visit our website at cockerelandco.co.uk. That's cockerelandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerelandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.